For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, The Testimony of Yeshua. This is part eight of the series. So now, since we've made the association of loving God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength with the Hokim, and loving your neighbor as yourself as the Mishpatim, now that we've showed you that the Ten Commandments, those commandments are categorized into commandments within the Ten Commandments that specify that we're to love God, like keep His Sabbath, like don't follow after idols, and there are other commandments about how we're to treat other people properly. We don't steal, we don't covet, etc. Now we're going to go over the big picture in the Bible and to show you the significance and the importance of keeping the Hokim and Mishpatim of Yeshua, which is his testimony. So first we're going to see from 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 1 and verse 23, that David, King David, kept the Hokim and Mishpatim of the God of Israel. 2 Samuel 22, verse 1, David spake unto the Lord the words of this song in the day that the Lord delivered him out of the hand of all of his enemies and out of the hand of Saul. And he said in verse 23, For all of his judgments, Mishpatim, were before me. And as for his statutes, Hokim, I did not depart from them. So now King David kept the Hokim and Mishpatim of the God of Israel. Now David in Hebrew is David, and it means beloved. Beloved is a term of endearment. And so beloved, the meaning of David, is a term for the bride. Yeshua's bride is his beloved. So David is a spiritual picture of the bride of Messiah. And even as the Ten Commandments, which contain the Hokim and Mishpatim, was put in the Holy of Holies, which is a prophetic picture of the New Jerusalem, and in the Ark, and the presence of God was upon and over the Ark in the Holy of Holies. So his presence is his glory, and The new Jerusalem is lit by the glory of God, Revelation 21, verse 23, that David is a spiritual picture of the bride of Messiah as well, because his name means beloved, a term for the bride, and David kept the Hokim and Mishpatim, once again showing you the spiritual characteristic that the bride of Messiah keeps Yeshua's Hokim and Mishpatim. And of course, how is it to be kept? Through the help and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Because this flesh, 
in this mind cannot keep the Hokim and Mishpatim of Yeshua in our own ability, in our own strength, in our own wisdom, in our own understanding. Therefore, we cannot keep it in our own merit, only through the help and the inspiration of his Holy Spirit. That's why Yeshua said that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Now, given that David kept the Hokim and Mishpatim, David instructed his son Solomon to keep the Hokim and Mishpatim. We can see this in 1 Kings chapter 2, verse 1 and verse 3. Now, the days of David drew nigh that he should die, and he charged Solomon, his son, saying, Now keep the charge of the Lord your God to walk in his ways, keep his statutes, Hokim, and his commandments and his judgments, Mishpatim, as is written in the Torah of Moses, that you may prosper in all that you do and whatever you turn and seek to do. So not only did David instruct his son Solomon to keep the Hokim and Mishpatim, but Yahweh Yeshua himself also appeared to Solomon and instructed Solomon to keep the Hokim and Mishpatim. We find this in 1 Kings chapter 6, verses 11 and 12, as it is written. And the word of the Lord came to Solomon, saying, Concerning this house which you are in building, if you will walk in my statutes, Hokim, and execute my judgments, Mishpatim, and keep all my commandments to walk in them, then will I perform my word with you, which I spoke unto David your father. And continuing in verse 13, 1 Kings chapter 6, verse 13, and I will dwell among the children of Israel and will not forsake my people. Okay, so what is keeping the Hokim and Mishpatim associated with? Yeshua dwelling with his people. So who's he going to dwell with for all eternity? His bride. Where at? In the New Jerusalem. So we can see what's associated with keeping the Hokim and Mishpatim is that Yeshua is going to dwell with his people and not forsake them. So not only did Yahweh Yeshua give instruction to Solomon to keep the Hokim and Mishpatim, but he did it the second time. We find this in 1 Kings chapter 9, beginning in verse 2 and 4, as it is written. And the Lord appeared to Solomon the second time, as he appeared unto him at Gibeon, and said, If you will walk before me as David your father walked, in integrity of heart, in spiritual maturity, and, and in uprightness of heart, to do according to all that I've commanded you, to keep my statutes, Hokim, and my judgments, Mishpatim, then I will establish your throne of your kingdom upon Israel forever, as I promised to David your father, saying, there shall not fail thee a man upon the throne of Israel. Okay, so now you keep the Hokim and Mishpatim. Not only will Yeshua dwell with you, but if you keep the Hokim and Mishpatim, then he's going to establish your throne. In other words, it's a spiritual picture that if we keep the Hokim and Mishpatim of Yeshua, that we're going to rule and reign with him in his kingdom when he sets up his kingdom, initially on earth for a thousand years, and then for all eternity, ruling and reigning with Yeshua, being his bride in the new Jerusalem, ruling and reigning over those in heaven and spending eternity with Yeshua, but who are at a lower spiritual status in the resurrection of the dead, as we went over from 1 Corinthians in chapter 15. So, 
if you keep the Hokim and Mishpatim, you're going to inherit the best of life that Yeshua has to give, which spiritually is to be his bride and to live forever with him in the New Jerusalem. But if you don't keep his Hokim and Mishpatim after you're saved by grace through faith, because that gets you out of Egypt, that gets you saved. But after you're saved, if you're not faithful, if you're not a faithful steward, if you're not a faithful servant of Yeshua, if you don't keep his Hokim and Mishpatim, you're going to lose inheritance. So what is it that you lose? You lose inheriting the promised land. You are not sentenced to go back to Egypt because when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, they never went back to Egypt. I mean, they wanted to, but they never did. So the spiritual picture that we have is... When you come out of Egypt, you're saved by grace through faith. Now, you may die in the wilderness, but you're still saved by grace through faith. But the best that he has is not for you to die in the wilderness, but to keep his hokim and mishpatim that you might inherit the best that he has for you, inherit the promised land, and to rule and reign with him from Jerusalem. But if you don't keep the hokim and mishpatim, you're going to lose inheritance. You're going to lose being his bride that dwells with him forever in the new Jerusalem. Instead, you're going to live forever outside of the new Jerusalem in the outer court of the new heavens in the new earth. First Kings chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. If you shall at all turn from following me, you and your children, if you will not keep my commandments and not keep my statutes, Hokim, which I've set before you, but you go and serve other gods and worship them, then will I cut off Israel out of the land which I've given them. You see the penalty for not keeping the Hokim and Mishpatim? You're going to be cut off from the land. You're not going to inherit the land. So it wasn't you're going to go back to Egypt you're going to be kicked out of the promised land. You're going to lose reward. But Solomon didn't keep the Hokim and Mishpatim. And as a result, his kingdom got divided. First Kings chapter 11, verses 9 through 11. The Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart was turned from the Lord God of Israel, which appeared unto him twice and had commanded him concerning this thing that he should not go after other gods. But he kept not that which the Lord commanded. And then... It says, wherefore, the Lord said to Solomon, because you've done this and you've not kept my covenant, you've not kept my statutes, my hokim, which I commanded you, I will surely rend the kingdom from you and I will give it to your servant. So ultimately in the splitting of the kingdom after the reign of David and Solomon, the kingdom was split into northern kingdom and southern kingdom. The first king of the northern kingdom was Jeroboam. So we see that a prophet of the God of Israel is being sent to Jeroboam and says to him in 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 31, he said to Jeroboam, take 10 pieces for thus says the Lord, the God of Israel. I will rend the kingdom out of the hand of Solomon and I will give 10 tribes to you because they have forsaken me and worshiped Ashtoreth, the God of the Zidonians, Hamash, the God of the Moabites, etc. And they have not walked in my ways to do that which is right in my eyes. And they've not kept my statutes, my hokim, and my judgments, mishpatim, as did David, his father. Now, in the splitting of the kingdom, Jerusalem is set aside by the God of Israel because of King David. And on the merit of King David, because King David kept the hokim and mishpatim. This is a prophecy. This is a spiritual picture that in the new heavens and the new earth, in the heavenly tabernacle, that the new Jerusalem is going to be set aside and separate from the rest 
of the heavenly tabernacle, in the domain of the heavenly tabernacle, in holiness. And Jerusalem, the new Jerusalem, is for the bride of Yeshua, who has the spiritual characteristic of not only being saved by grace through faith, but is faithful to him and to his kingdom, and is sought to do the will of God in their life, and in doing so, lived a lifestyle of keeping his hokim and mishpatim. 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 32, 34, and 36. It says, And he shall have one tribe for my servant David's sake and for Jerusalem's sake, the city which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel. So the new Jerusalem is chosen from all of the heavenly tabernacle. It's a chosen place. It's for Yeshua's chosen bride. Howbeit, I will not take the whole kingdom out of his hand, but I will make him prince all the days of his life for David, my servant's sake, whom I chose, because he kept my commandments and my statutes, my hokim. And unto his son will I give one tribe, that David, my servant, might have a light always before me in Jerusalem. And so Jerusalem is called a light. So what is light? Light is the Torah. And the Torah is keeping the Hokim and Mishpatim. So we have Proverbs in chapter 6 and verse 23. For the commandment is a lamp and the Torah is light, that he might have a light always before me in Jerusalem, the city which I have chosen. So what we're going to see is a characteristic of the bride of the lawgiver is she is going to keep his hokim and mishpatim. We can see this principle from Leviticus chapter 26, verse 3 and verse 12, that if you will walk in my statutes, my hokim, and keep my commandments and do them, what will be the reward? Leviticus 26, 12, I will walk among you, I will dwell with you, I will be your God and you will be my people. So this phrase, I will be your God and you will be my people, is phraseology that communicates a marriage. And its words describe the relationship between Yeshua and his bride. So let's see how you will be my people and I will be your God is associated with following the Torah, which is obeying his voice and keeping his commandments. Jeremiah chapter 11, verse 4, which I commanded your fathers in the day that I brought them forth out of the land of Egypt from the iron furnace, saying, Obey my voice and do them according to all that I command you. Obey my voice and what? So shall you be my people and I will be your God. So after you're saved by grace through faith, you obey my voice, you keep my whole kingdom and mishpatim, and then you will inherit the best of life that I have for you. You will be my bride. You will be my people. I will be your God. Now we see in Ezekiel, in chapter 11, verse 20, that they may walk in my statutes, hokim, and keep my ordinances. This is the Hebrew word mishpatim. Do them. Why? Keep my hokim and mishpatim. They will be my people. I will be their God. So this is Yeshua married to his bride. Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 33. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my Torah in their inward parts. I will write it in their hearts and I will be their God and they will be my people. So Yeshua's bride has his Torah written upon her heart by the Holy Spirit. And she follows his Torah through the guidance 
in the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So now we see in Revelation chapter 21, verse 3 and verse 10, I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, the tabernacle of God is with men. He will dwell with them. They will be his people. God himself shall be with them and be their God. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain. That great and high mountain is Mount Zion. And it's the new Jerusalem. He showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. So we see that David kept the Hokim and Mishpatim. And in the split of the kingdom, following Solomon's disobedience to the Hokim and Mishpatim, in the split of the kingdom, Jerusalem was set aside from the rest of the tribes of Israel. The ten tribes was given to Jeroboam. And this is a prophetic picture that in the heavenly tabernacle, the new Jerusalem is going to be set aside in holiness from the rest of the heavenly tabernacle. That the characteristic of the bride in new Jerusalem is she's going to be saved by grace through faith. She's going to seek to do the will of God. She will have made a full and total commitment to Yeshua and to his kingdom. And in doing so, is going to keep his Hokim and Mishpatim by his spirit. So when Jeroboam is given the 10 tribes, he is instructed to keep the Hokim and the Mishpatim. First Kings chapter 11, verses 28 and 29 and verse 31, it is written, And the man, Jeroboam, was a mighty man of valor. And Solomon, seeing the young man that he was industrious, he was a good worker, he made him ruler over all the charge of the house of Joseph. So the northern kingdom is known as the house of Joseph because Joseph was given the birthright blessing through his sons Ephraim and Manasseh. We see this in Genesis chapter 48. So the northern kingdom is called the house of Joseph. The southern kingdom is called the house of Judah. The leading tribe of the northern kingdom is the tribe of Ephraim. The leading tribe of the southern kingdom is the tribe of Judah. The northern kingdom is Ephraim. The southern kingdom is Judah. Now it came to pass when Jeroboam, the first king of the northern kingdom, went out of Jerusalem that the prophet Ahiah, the Shelonite, found him in the way and had clad himself with a new garment and they too were alone in the field. And he said to Jeroboam, take 10 pieces for thus says the Lord God of Israel, I will rend the kingdom out of the hand of Solomon and I will give 10 tribes to you. Verse 35, but I will take the kingdom out of his son's hand and I will give unto you 10 tribes. Verse 38, and it shall be that if you will hearken unto all that I command you, if you will walk in my ways, if you will do that which is right in my sight to keep my hokim statutes and my commandments as David my father did, he kept the hokim and mishpatim, that I will be with you, I will build you a sure house as I built for David, and I will give Israel unto you. And so exile is a punishment for not keeping the hokim and mishpatim. In other words, you lose inheritance. If you don't keep the hokim and mishpatim, you lose inheritance. You lose the best of life that Yeshua offers, which is to be his bride and to live with him forever in the new Jerusalem. Leviticus chapter 26, verse 15. If you despise my statutes, my hokim, and if your soul abhors my judgments, my mishpatim, so that you will not do all my commandments, and if you break my covenants, 
then, Leviticus 26, verse 43, the land shall be left to them and shall enjoy her Sabbaths. And while she lies desolate without them, they shall accept the punishment of their iniquity because even they despise my judgments, my mishpatim, and because their soul abhorred my statutes. That is hokim. So even though Jeroboam was instructed to keep the hokim and mishpatim, did he do it? Did the northern kingdom do it through his lead? The answer is no. So the northern kingdom does not keep the hokim and mishpatim of Yeshua, and therefore they're going to be exiled from the land. They're going to lose inheritance. They're going to lose living and dwelling in the land. Second Kings chapter 17, verse 7 and verse 10. For so it was that the children of Israel had sinned against the Lord their God, which brought them out of the land of Egypt, and from under the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and they feared other gods. And they set up images and groves in every high hill and under every green tree. Second Kings chapter 17, verses 12 and 13. They served idols, where if the Lord said, do not do this. Yet... The Lord testified against Israel and against Judah by all the prophets and by all the seers, saying, Turn from your evil ways and keep my commandments and my statutes, my hokim, according to all the Torah which I commanded your fathers, which I sent to you by my servants, the prophets. Verse 14, Notwithstanding, they would not hear, but they hardened their necks like the neck of their fathers. They did not believe in the Lord their God. Verse 15, they rejected his statutes, his hokim, and his covenant that he made with their fathers, and his adut, his testimonies, which he testified against them. And they left all the commandments of the Lord their God. Verse 16, and they made them molted images, even two calves, and made a grove, and worshipped all the hosts of heaven, and served Baal. So the conclusion in 2 Kings chapter 17, verse 34, Unto this day they do after their former manners. They fear not the Lord, neither do they after their hokim statutes, or after their ordinances, mishpatim, or after the Torah and commandment, which the Lord commanded the children of Israel, whom he named Israel. So not only did the northern kingdom not keep the hokim and mishpatim, but the southern kingdom, the house of Judah, under initially the rulership of Rehoboam, they, as a kingdom, don't keep the Hokim and Mishpatim. They are exiled from the land. They were taken into captivity by the Babylonians. Jeremiah chapter 44, verses 20 through 22. Then Jeremiah said unto all the people, to the men and to all the women, to all the people which had given him that answer, saying, The incense that you burned in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem, you and your fathers, your kings, your princes, and the people of the land, did not the Lord remember them and came it not into his mind, so that the Lord could no longer bear because of the evil of your doings and because of the abominations which you have committed? Therefore is your land a desolation, an astonishment, a curse, without an inhabitant, as it is this day. Because you've burned incense and because you've sinned against the Lord and you've not obeyed the voice of the Lord, neither have you walked in his Torah nor his statutes, his hokim, nor his testimonies. Therefore this evil has happened unto you as it is this day. So, the northern kingdom didn't keep the Hokim and Mishpatim. They lost inheritance. They were kicked out of the land. They were taken into captivity by the Assyrians. The southern kingdom didn't keep the Hokim and Mishpatim of Yeshua, the lawgiver. So they lost inheritance. They were kicked out of the land. They were taken into captivity by the Babylonians. In order to amplify the importance of keeping the Hokim and Mishpatim of Yeshua, the lawgiver, we have one whole chapter in the Bible that's dedicated and devoted 
and is highlighting and, and amplifying the significance and importance of keeping Yeshua's Hokim and Mishpatim. That chapter is Ezekiel in chapter 20. Let's look at some highlights of this chapter. To begin with, Ezekiel chapter 20, verses 1 through 3. It came to pass in the seventh year and the fifth month on the tenth day of the month that certain of the elders of Israel... Well, that's going to conclude part 8 of the series on the subject, the testimony of Yeshua. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.